the diary of samuel pepys sixteen sixty one january this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by nicole lee the diary of samuel pepys sixteen sixty one by samuel pepys january sixteen sixty to sixty one at the end of the last and the beginning of this year i do live in one of the houses belonging to the navy office as one of the principal officers and have done now about half a year after much trouble with workmen i am now almost settled my family being myself my wife jane will hewer and wayman my girl's brother myself in constant good health and in a most handsome and thriving condition blessed be almighty god for it i am now taking of my sister to come and live with me as to things of state the king settled and loved of all the duke of york matched to my lord chancellor's daughter which do not please many the queen upon her return to france with the princess henrietta the princess of orange lately dead and we into new mourning for her we have been lately frighted with a great plot and many taken up on it and the fright not quite over the parliament which had done all this great good to the king beginning to grow factious the king did dissolve it december twenty ninth last and another likely to be chosen speedily i take myself now to be worth three hundred pounds clear in money and all my goods and all manner of debts paid which are none at all january first called up this morning by mr moore who brought me my last things for me to sign for the last month and to my great comfort tells me that my fees will come to eighty pounds clear to myself and about twenty five pounds for him which he hath got out of the pardons though there be no fee due to me at all out of them then comes in my brother thomas and after him my father dr thomas pepys my uncle fenner and his two sons antony's only child dying this morning yet he was so civil to come and was pretty merry to breakfast and i had for them a barrel of oysters a dish of neat's tongues and a dish of anchovies wine of all sorts and north down ale we were very merry till about eleven o'clock and then they went away at noon i carried my wife by coach to my cousin thomas pepys where we with my father dr thomas cousin stradwick scott and their wives dined here i saw first his second wife which is a very respectful woman but his dinner a sorry poor dinner for a man of his estate there being nothing but ordinary meat in it to-day the king dined at a lord's two doors from us after dinner i took my wife to whitehall i sent her to mrs pierce's where we should have dined to-day and i to the privy seal where mr moore took out all his money and he and i went to mr pierce's in our way seeing the duke of york bring his lady this day to wait upon the queen the first time that ever she did since that great business and the queen is said to receive her now with much respect and love and there he cast up the fees and i told the money by the same token one hundred pound bag after i had told it fell all about the room and i fear i have lost some of it that done i left my friends and went to my lord's but he being not come in i lodged the money with mr shepley and bade good-night to mr moore and so returned to mr pierce's and there supped with them and mr pierce the purser and his wife and mine where we had a calf's head carbon but it was raw and we could not eat it and a good hen but she is such a slut that i do not love her victuals after supper i sent them home by coach and i went to my lord's and there played till twelve at night at cards at best with j goods and n osgood and then to bed with mr shepley second up early and being called up to my lord he did give me many commands in his business as about taking care to write to my uncle that mr barnwell's papers should be locked up in case he should die he being now suspected to be very ill also about consulting with mr w montague for the settling of the four thousand pounds a year that the king had promised my lord as also about getting of mr george montague to be chosen at huntingdon this next parliament etc 
That done, he to Whitehall stairs with much company, and I with him, where we took water for Lambeth, and there coach for Portsmouth. The Queen's things were all in Whitehall Court ready to be sent away, and Her Majesty ready to be gone an hour after to Hampton Court to-night, and so to be at Portsmouth on Saturday next. I by water to my office, and there all the morning, and so home to dinner, where I found Paul, my sister, was come. But I do not let her sit down at table with me, which I do at first that she may not expect it hereafter from me. After dinner I to Westminster by water, and there found my brother Spicer at the leg, with all the rest of the exchequer men, most of whom I now do not know, at dinner. Here I stayed and drank with them, and then to Mr. George Montague, about the business of election, and he did give me a piece in gold. So to my lord's, and got the chest of plate brought to the exchequer, and my brother Spicer put it into his treasury. So to Will's with them, to a pot of ale, and so parted. I took a turn in the hall, and bought the King and Chancellor's speeches, at the dissolving the Parliament last Saturday. So to my lord's, and took my money I brought thither last night, and the silver candlesticks, and by coach left the latter at Alderman Backwell's, I having no use for them, and the former home. There stood a man at our door, when I carried it in, and saw me, which made me a little afeard. Up to my chamber, and wrote letters to Huntingdon, and did other business. This day I lent Sir W. Batten and Captain Ryder my chine of beef, for to serve at dinner to-morrow at Trinity House, the Duke of Albemarle being to be there, and all the rest of the brethren, it being a great day for the reading over of their new charter, which the King hath newly given them. Third. Early in the morning to the Exchequer, where I told over what money I had of my lord's and my own there, which I found to be nine hundred and seventy pounds. Thence to Will's, where Spicer and I eat our dinner of a roasted leg of pork, which Will did give us, and after that to the theatre, where was acted Beggar's Bush, it being very well done, and here the first time that ever I saw women come upon the stage. From thence to my father's, where I found my mother gone by bird the carrier to Brampton, upon my uncle's great desire, my aunt being now in despair of life. So home. Fourth. Office all the morning, my wife and Paul being gone to my father's to dress dinner for Mr. Honeywood, my mother being gone out of town. Dined at home, and Mr. Moore with me, with whom I had been early this morning at Whitehall, at the jewel office, to choose a piece of gilt plate for my lord, in return of his offering to the king, which it seems is usual at this time of year, and an earl gives twenty pieces in gold in a purse to the king. I chose a gilt tankard, weighing thirty-one ounces and a half, and he is allowed thirty, so I paid twelve shillings for the ounce and a half over what he is to have. But strange it was for me to see what a company of small fees I was called upon by a great many to pay there, which I perceive is the manner that court is to get their estates. After dinner, Mr. Moore and I to the theatre, where was the scornful lady, acted very well, it being the first play that ever he saw. Thence with him to drink a cup of ale at Hercules' pillars, and so parted. I called to see my father, who told me by the way how Will and Mary Joyce do live a strange life together, nothing but fighting, etc., so that sometimes her father has a mind to have them divorced. Thence home. Fifth. Home all the morning, several people came to me about business, among others the great Tom Fuller, who came to desire kindness for a friend of his, who hath a mind to go to Jamaica with these two ships that are going, which I promised to do. So to Whitehall to my lady, whom I found at dinner, and dined with her, and stayed with her talking all the afternoon, and thence walked to Westminster Hall. So to Will's, and drank with Spicer, and thence by coach home, staying a little in Paul's churchyard, to bespeak Ogilby's Aesop's fables, and Tully's offices, to be bound for me. So home, and to bed. Sixth, Lord's Day. My wife and I to church this morning, and so home to dinner, to a boiled leg of mutton all alone. To church again, where, before sermon, a long psalm was set that lasted an hour, while the sexton gathered his year's contribution through the whole church. After sermon home, and there I went to my chamber, and wrote a letter to send to Mr. Coventry, 
with a piece of plate along with it, which I do preserve among my other letters. So to supper, and thence after prayers to bed. 7th. This morning news was brought to me to my bedside, that there had been a great stir in the city this night by the fanatics, who had been up and killed six or seven men, but all are fled. My Lord Mayor and the whole city had been in arms, above forty thousand, to the office, and after that to dinner, where my brother Tom came and dined with me, and after dinner, leaving twelve pence with the servants to buy a cake with at night, this day being kept as twelfth day, Tom and I and my wife to the theatre, and there saw The Silent Woman, the first time that ever I did see it, and it is an excellent play. Among other things here, Kynaston, the boy, had the good turn to appear in three shapes, first as a poor woman in ordinary clothes, to please Morose, then in fine clothes as a gallant, and in them was clearly the prettiest woman in the whole house, and lastly as a man, and then likewise did appear the handsomest man in the house. From thence by link to my cousin Stradwick's, where my father and we and Dr. Pepys, Scott and his wife, and one Mr. Ward and his, and after good supper we had an excellent cake, where the mark for the queen was cut, and so there was two queens, my wife and Mrs. Ward, and the king being lost, they chose the doctor to be king. So we made him send for some wine, and then home, and in our way home we were in many places strictly examined, more than in the worst of times, there being great fears of these fanatics rising again. For the present I do not hear that any of them are taken. Home, it being a clear moonshine, and after twelve o'clock at night. Being come home, we found that my people had been very merry, and my wife tells me afterwards that she had heard that they had got young Davis and some other neighbours with them to be merry. But no harm. 8th. My wife and I lay very long in bed to-day, talking and pleasing one another in discourse. Being up, Mr. Warren came, and he and I agreed for the deals that my lord is to have. Then Will and I to Westminster, where I dined with my lady. After dinner I took my lord Hinchinbrook and Mr. Sidney to the theatre, and shewed them the widow, an indifferent good play, but wrong by the women being to seek in their parts. That being done, my lord's coach waited for us, and so back to my lady's, where she made me drink of some Florence wine, and did give me two bottles for my wife. From thence walked to my cousin Stradwick's, and there chose a small banquet and some other things against our entertainment on Thursday next. Thence to Tom Pepys, and bought a dozen of trenches, and so home. Some talk to-day of a head of fanatics that do appear about Barnet, but I do not believe it. However, my Lord Mayor, Sir Richard Brown, hath carried himself very honourably, and hath caused one of their meeting-houses in London to be pulled down. Ninth. Waked in the morning about six o'clock by people running up and down in Mr. Davis' house, talking that the fanatics were up in arms in the city. And so I rose and went forth, where in the street I found everybody in arms at the doors. So I returned, though with no good courage at all, but that I might not seem to be afeard, and got my sword and pistol, which, however, I had no powder to charge, and went to the door, where I found Sir R. Ford, and with him I walked up and down as far as the exchange, and there I left him. In our way the streets full of train-band and great stories, what mischief these rogues have done, and I think near a dozen have been killed this morning on both sides. Seeing the city in this condition, the shop shut and all things in trouble, I went home and sat, it being office day, till noon. So home, and dined at home, my father with me, and after dinner he would needs have me go to my uncle White's, where I have been so long absent that I am ashamed to go. I found him at home and his wife, and I can see they have taken my absence ill, but all things are past and we good friends, and here I sat with my aunt till it was late, my uncle going forth about business, my aunt being very fearful to be alone. So home to my lute till late, and then to bed, there being strict guards all night in the city, though most of the enemies, they say, are killed or taken. This morning my wife and Paul went forth early, and I stayed within. 10th. There comes Mr. Hawley to me, and brings me my money for the quarter of a year's salary of my place under Downing, that I was at sea. 
so i did give him half whereof he did in his nobleness give the odd five shillings to my jane so we both went forth calling first to see how sir w pen do whom i found very ill and at the hoop by the bridge we drank two pints of wormwood and sack talking of his wooing afresh of mrs lane and of his going to serve the bishop of london thence by water to whitehall and found my wife at mrs hunt's leaving her to dine there i went and dined with my lady and stayed to talk a while with her after dinner will comes to tell me that he had presented my piece of plate to mr coventry who takes it very kindly and sends me a very kind letter and the plate back again of which my heart is very glad so to mrs hunt where i found a frenchman a lodger of hers at dinner and just as i came in was kissing my wife which i did not like though there could not be any hurt in it thence by coach to my uncle white's with my wife but they being out of doors we went home where after i had put some papers in order and entered some letters in my book which i have a mind to keep i went with my wife to see sir w pen who we found ill still but he do make very much of it here we sat a great while at last comes in mr davis and his lady who takes it very ill that my wife never did go to see her and so we fell to talk among other things mr davis told us the particular examinations of these fanatics that are taken and in short it is this of all these fanatics that have done all this viz routed all the train-bands that they met with put the king's life-guards to the run killed about twenty men broke through the city gates twice and all this in the daytime when all the city was in arms are not in all above thirty-one whereas we did believe them because they were seen up and down in every place almost in the city and had been about highgate two or three days and in several other places to be at least five hundred a thing that never was heard of that so few men should dare and do so much mischief their word was the king jesus and the heads upon the gates few of them would receive any quarter but such as were taken by force and kept alive expecting jesus to come here and reign in the world presently and will not believe yet but their work will be carried on though they do die the king this day came to town eleventh office day this day comes news by letters from portsmouth that the princess henrietta has fallen sick of the measles on board the london after the queen and she was under sail and so was forced to come back again into portsmouth harbour and in their way by negligence of the pilot run upon the horse-sand the queen and she continue aboard and do not intend to come on shore till she sees what will become of the young princess this news do make people think something indeed that three of the royal family should fall sick of the same disease one after another this morning likewise we had orders to see guards set in all the king's yards and so we do appoint who and who should go to them sir william batten to chatham colonel slingsby and i to deptford and woolwich portsmouth being a garrison needs none dined at home discontented that my wife do not go neater now she has two maids after dinner comes in kate sturpin whom we had not seen a great while and her husband to see us with whom i stayed a while and then to the office and left them with my wife at night walked to paul's churchyard and bespoke some books against next week and from thence to the coffee-house where i met captain morris the upholster who would fain have lent me a horse to-night to have rid with him upon the city guards with the lord mayor there being some new expectations of these rogues but i refused by reason of my going out of town to-morrow so home to bed twelfth with colonel slingby and a friend of his major waters a deaf and most amorous melancholy gentleman who is under a despair in love as the colonel told me which makes him bad company though a most good-natured man by water to redriff and so on foot to deptford our servants by water where we fell to choosing four captains to command the guards and choosing the places where to keep them and other things in order thereunto we dined at the globe having our messenger with us to take care for us never till now did i see the great authority of my place all the captains of the fleet coming cap in hand to us having stayed very late there talking with the colonel 
I went home with Mr. Davis, storekeeper, whose wife is ill, and so I could not see her, and was there most prince-like lodged, with so much respect and honour, that I was at a loss how to behave myself. 13th. In the morning we all went to church, and sat in the pew belonging to us, where a cold sermon of a young man that never had preached before. Here a commissioner came with his wife and daughters, the eldest being his wife's daughter, is a very comely black woman. So to the globe to dinner, and then with Commissioner Pett to his lodgings there, which he hath for the present while he is building the king's yacht, which will be a pretty thing, and much beyond the Dutchman's. And from thence with him and his wife and daughter-in-law by coach to Greenwich Church, where a good sermon, a fine church, and a great company of handsome women. After sermon to Deptford again, where, at the Commissioner's and the Globe, we stayed long, and so I to Mr. Davis to bed again. But no sooner in bed, but we had an alarm, and so we rose, and the Comptroller comes into the yard to us, and seamen of all the ships present repair to us, and there we armed with every one a handspike, with which they were as fierce as could be. At last we hear that it was only five or six men that did ride through the guard in the town, without stopping to the guard that was there, and some say shot at them. But all being quiet there, we caused the seamen to go on board again. And so we all to bed, after I had sat a while with Mr. Davis in his study, which is filled with good books and some very good song-books. I likewise to bed. 14th. The arms being come this morning from the tower, we caused them to be distributed. I spent much time walking with Lieutenant Lambert, walking up and down the yards, who did give me much light into things there, and so went along with me, and dined with us. After dinner, Mrs. Pett, her husband being gone this morning with Sir W. Batten to Chatham, lent us her coach, and carried us to Woolwich, where we did also dispose of the arms there, and settle the guards. So to Mr. Pett's, the shipwright, and there supped, where he did treat us very handsomely. And strange it is to see what neat houses all the officers of the king's yards have. His wife a proper woman, and has been handsome, and yet has a very pretty hand. Then I with Mr. Ackworth to his house, where he has a very pretty house, and a very proper lovely woman to his wife, who both sat with me in my chamber, and they being gone, I went to bed, which was also most neat and fine. 15th. Up and down the yard all the morning, and seeing the seamen exercise, which they do already very handsomely. Then to dinner at Mr. Ackworth's, where there also dined with us one Captain Bethel, a friend of the Comptroller's. A good dinner, and very handsome. After that, and taking our leaves of the officers of the yard, we walked to the water-side, and in our way walked into the rope-yard, where I do look into the tar-houses and other places, and took great notice of all the several works belonging to the making of a cable. So after a cup of burnt wine, at the tavern there, we took barge, and went to Blackwall, and viewed the dock and the new wet dock, which is newly made there, and a brave new merchantman, which is to be launched shortly, and they say to be called the Royal Oak. Hence we walked to Dickshaw, and thence to the tower, and so home, where I found my wife and Paul abroad, so I went to see Sir W. Penn, and there found Mr. Coventry come to see him, and now had an opportunity to thank him, and he did express much kindness to me. I sat a great while with Sir William after he was gone, and had much talk with him. I perceive none of our officers care much for one another, but I do keep him in them all, as much as I can. Sir W. Penn is still very ill, as when I went. Home, where my wife not yet come home, so I went up to put my papers in order, and then was much trouble my wife was not come, it being ten o'clock just now striking as I write this last line. This day I hear the princess is recovered again. The king hath been this afternoon at Deptford to see the yacht that Commissioner Pett is building, which will be very pretty, as also that that his brother at Woolwich is in making. By and by comes in my boy, and tells me that his mistress do lie this night at Mrs. Hunt's, who is very ill, and with which being something satisfied, I went to bed. 16th. This morning I went early to the Comptroller's, and so with him by coach to Whitehall, to wait upon Mr. Coventry to give him an account of what we have done, 
which having done i went away to wait upon my lady but coming to her lodgings i find that she is gone this morning to chatham by coach thinking to meet me there which did trouble me exceedingly and i did not know what to do being loath to follow her and yet could not imagine what she would do when she found me not there in this trouble i went to take a walk in westminster hall and by chance met with mr child who went forth with my lady to-day but his horse being bad he come back again which then did trouble me more so that i did resolve to go to her and so by boat home and put on my boots and so over to southwark to the post-house and there took horse and guide to dartford and thence to rochester i having good horses and good way come thither about half an hour after daylight which was before six o'clock and i set forth after two where i found my lady and her daughter jem and mrs brown and five servants all at a great loss not finding me here but at my coming she was overjoyed the sport was how she had intended to have kept herself unknown and how the captain whom she had sent for of the charles had forsoothed her though he knew her well and she him in fine we supped merry and so to bed there coming several of the charles's men to see me before i got to bed the page lay with me seventeenth up and breakfast with my lady and then come captains cuttons and blake to carry her in the barges on board and so we went through ham creek to the sovereign a goodly sight all the way to see the brave ships that lie here first which is a most noble ship i never saw her before my lady sandwich my lady jemima mrs brown mrs grace and mary and the page my lady servants and myself all went into the lantern together from thence to the charles where my lady took great pleasure to see all the rooms and to hear me tell her how things are when my lord is there after we had seen all then the officers of the ship had prepared a handsome breakfast for her and while she is pledging my lord's health they give her five guns that done we went off and then they give us thirteen guns more i confess it was a great pleasure to myself to see the ship that i began my good fortune in from thence on board the newcastle to show my lady the difference between a great and a small ship among these ships i did give away seven pounds so back again and went on shore at chatham where i had ordered the coach to wait for us here i heard that sir william batten and his lady who i knew were here and did endeavour to avoid were now gone this morning to london so we took coach and i went into the coach and went through the town without making stop at our inn but left j goods to pay the reckoning so i rode with my lady in the coach and the page on the horse that i should have rid on he desiring it it began to be dark before we could come to dartford and to rain hard and the horses to fail which was our great care to prevent for fear of my lord's displeasure so here we sat up for to-night as also captains cuttons and blake who came along with us we sat and talked till supper and at supper my lady and i entered into a great dispute concerning what were best for man to do with his estate whether to make his eldest son heir which my lady is for and i against but rather to make all equal this discourse took us much time till it was time to go to bed but we being merry we bade my lady good-night and intended to have gone to the post-house to drink and hear a pretty girl play of the cittern and indeed we should have lain there but by a mistake we did not but it was late and we could not hear her and the guard came to examine what we were so we returned to our inn and to bed the page and i in one bed and the two captains in another all in one chamber where we had very good mirth with our most abominable lodging eighteenth the captains went with me to the post-house about nine o'clock and after morning draught i took horse and guide for london and through some rain and a great wind in my face i got to london at eleven o'clock at home found all well but the monkey loose which did anger me and so i did strike her till she was almost dead that they might make her fast again which did still trouble me more in the afternoon we met at the office and sat till night and then i to see my father who i found well and took him to standings to drink a cup of ale he told me my aunt at brampton is yet alive and my mother well there in comes will joyce to us drunk and in a talking vapouring humour of his state and i know not what which did vex me cruelly 
After him Mr. Hollier had learned at my father's that I was here, where I had appointed to meet him, and so he did give me some things to take for prevention. Will Joyce not letting us talk as I would, I left my father and him, and took Mr. Hollier to the Greyhound, where he did advise me above all things, both as to the stone and the decay of my memory, of which I now complain to him, to avoid drinking often, which I am resolved, if I can, to leave off. Hence home, and took home with me from the bookseller's Ogilby's Aesop, which he had bound for me, and indeed I am very much pleased with the book. Home and to bed. 19th. To the Comptroller's, and with him by coach to Whitehall, in our way meeting Venner and Pritchard upon a sledge, who, with two more fifth monarchy men, were hanged to-day, and the two first drawn and quartered, where we walked up and down, and at last found Sir G. Cartred, whom I had not seen a great while and did discourse with him about our assisting the commissioners in paying off the fleet which we think to decline here the treasurer did tell me that he did suspect thomas hater to be an informer of them in this work which we do take to be a diminution of us which do trouble me and i do intend to find out the truth hence to my lady who told me how mr hetley is dead of the smallpox going to portsmouth with my lord my lady went forth to dinner to her father's and so i went to the leg in king street and had a rabbit for myself and my will and after dinner I sent him home, and myself went to the theatre, where I saw the lost lady, which do not please me much. Here I was troubled to be seen by four of our office clerks, which sat in the half-crown box, and I in the one shilling sixpence. From thence by link, and bought two mouse traps of Thomas Pepys the turner, and so went and drank a cup of ale with him, and so home, and wrote by post to Portsmouth to my lord, and so to bed. 20th. Lord's Day. To church in the morning. Dined at home my wife and I to church in the afternoon, and that being done we went to see my uncle and aunt White. There I left my wife and came back, and sat with Sir W. Penn, who is not yet well again. Thence back again to my wife, and supped there, and were very merry, and so home, and after prayers to write down my journal for the last five days, and so to bed. 21st. This morning Sir W. Batten, the Comptroller, and I to Westminster, to the Commissioners, for paying off the Army and Navy, where the Duke of Albemarle was and we sat with our hats on, and did discourse about paying off the ships, and do find that they do intend to undertake it without our help. And we are glad of it, for it is a work that will much displease the poor seamen, and so we are glad to have no hand in it. From thence to the Exchequer, and took two hundred pounds, and carried it home, and so to the office till night, and then to see Sir W. Penn, whither came my Lady Batten and her daughter. And then I sent for my wife, and so we sat talking till it was late. So him to supper, and then to bed, having eaten no dinner to-day. It is strange what weather we have had all this winter, no cold at all, but the ways are dusty, and the flies fly up and down, and the rose-bushes are full of leaves, such a time of the year as was never known in this world before here. This day many more of the fifth monarchy men were hanged. 22nd. To the Comptroller's house, where I read over his proposals to the Lord Admiral, for the regulating of the officers of the Navy, in which he hath taken much pains, only he do seem to have too good opinion of them himself. From thence in his coach to Mercer's Chapel, and so up to the great hall, where we met with the King's Council for Trade, upon some proposals of theirs for settling convoys for the whole English trade, and that by having thirty-three ships, four fourth-rates, nineteen-fifths, ten-sixths, settled by the King for that purpose, which indeed was argued very finely by many persons of honour and merchants that were there. It pleased me much now to come in this condition to this place, where I was once a petitioner for my exhibition in Paul's School, and also where Sir G. Downing, my late master, was chairman, and so but equally concerned with me. From thence home, and after a little dinner, my wife and I by coach into London, and bought some glasses. And then to Whitehall to see Mrs. Fox, but she not within, my wife to my mother Bowyer, and I met with Dr. Thomas Fuller, and took him to the dog. 
where he tells me of his last and great book that is coming out, that is, his history of all the families in England, and could tell me more of my own than I knew myself, and also to what perfection he hath now brought the art of memory, that he did lately to four eminently great scholars dictate together in Latin, upon different subjects of their proposing, faster than they were able to write, till they were tired. And by the way in discourse tells me that the best way of beginning a sentence, if a man should be out and forget his last sentence, which he never was, that then his last refuge is to begin with an utcunque. From thence I to Mr. Bowyer's, and there sat a while, and so to Mr. Fox's, and sat with them a very little while, and then by coach home, and so to see Sir William Penn, where we found Mrs. Martha Batten, and two handsome ladies more, and so we stayed supper, and were very merry, and so home to bed. 23rd. To the office all the morning. My wife and people at home busy to get things ready for to-morrow's dinner. At noon without dinner went into the city, and there meeting with Greaterex, we went and drank a pot of ale. He told me that he was upon a design to go to Tenerife to try experiments there. With him to Gresham College, where I never was before, and saw the manor of the house, and found great company of persons of honour there. Thence to my booksellers, and for books, and to Stevens, the silversmith, to make clean some plate against to-morrow, and so home, by the way paying many little debts for wine and pictures, etc., which is my great pleasure. Home and found all things in a hurry of business, Slater, our messenger, being here as my cook till very late. I in my chamber all the evening, looking over my Osborne's works, and new Emmanuel Thesaurus Patriarchi. So late to bed, having ate nothing to-day, but a piece of bread and cheese at the alehouse with greater X, and some bread and butter at home. 24th. At home all day. There dined with me Sir William Batten and his lady and daughter, Sir W. Penn, Mr. Fox, his lady being ill could not come, and Captain Cuttons, the first dinner I have made since I came hither. This cost me above five pounds, and merry we were, only my chimney smokes. In the afternoon Mr. Hayter bringing me my last quarter's salary, which I received of him, and so I have now Mr. Barlow's money in my hands. The company all go away, and by and by Sir Williams both, and my Lady Batten and his daughter come again, and supped with me, and talked till late. And so to bed, being glad that the trouble is over. 25th. At the office all the morning, dined at home, and Mr. Hayter with me, and so I did make even with him for the last quarter. After dinner he and I to look upon the instructions of my Lord Northumberland's, but we are interrupted by Mr. Salisbury's coming in, who came to see me and to show me my Lord's picture in little, of his doing, and truly it is strange to what a perfection he is come in a year's time. From thence to Paul's churchyard about books, and so back again home. This night comes two cages, which I bought this evening for my canary-birds, which Captain Ruth this day sent me. So to bed. 26th. Within all the morning. About noon comes one that had formerly known me, and I him, but I know not his name, to borrow five pounds of me, but I had the wit to deny him. There dined with me this day both the Pierces and their wives, and Captain Cottons, and Lieutenant Lambert, with whom we made ourselves very merry by taking away his ribbons and garters, having made him to confess that he is lately married. The company being gone, I went to my lute till night, and so to bed. 27th, Lord's Day. Before I rose, let us come to me from Portsmouth, telling me that the princess is now well, and my Lord Sandwich set sail with the Queen and her yesterday, from thence for France. To church, leaving my wife sick at home. A poor dull sermon of a stranger. Home, and at dinner was very angry at my people's eating a fine pudding, made me by Slater the cook last Thursday, without my wife's leave. To church again, a good sermon of Mr. Mills, and after sermon, Sir W. Penn and I, and R. in the garden, talking, and he did answer me to many things. I asked Mr. Coventry's opinion of me, and Sir W. Batten's of my Lord Sandwich, which do both please me. Then to Sir W. Batten's, where very merry, 
and here I met the Comptroller and his lady and daughter, the first time I ever saw them, and Mrs. Turner, who and her husband supped with us here, I having fetched my wife thither, and after supper we fell to oysters, and then Mr. Turner went and fetched some strong waters, and so being very merry we parted and home to bed. This day the parson read a proclamation at church for the keeping of Wednesday next, the 30th of January, a fast for the murder of the late king. 28th. At the office all the morning, dined at home, and after dinner to Fleet Street, with my sword to Mr. Brigden, lately made captain of the auxiliaries, to be refreshed, and with him to an alehouse, where I met Mr. Davenport, and after some talk of Cromwell, Ireton and Bradshaw's bodies being taken out of their graves to-day, I went to Mr. Crewe's and thence to the theatre, where I saw again the lost lady, which do now please me better than before. And here I sitting behind, in a dark place, a lady spit backward upon me by a mistake, not seeing me, but after seeing her to be a very pretty lady, I was not troubled at it at all. Thence to Mr. Crewe's, and there met Mr. Moore, who came lately to me, and went with me to my father's, and with him to Standing's, whither came to us Dr. Fairbrother, who I took and my father to the bear, and gave a pint of sack and a pint of claret. He do still continue his expressions of respect and love to me, and tells me my brother John will make a good scholar. Thence to see the doctor at his lodging at Mr. Holden's, where I bought a hat, cost me thirty-five shillings. So home by moonshine, and by the way was overtaken by the Comptroller's coach, and so home to his house with him. So home and to bed. This noon I had my press set up in my chamber for papers to be put in. Twenty-ninth. Mr. Moore making up accounts with me all this morning, till Lieutenant Lambert came, and so with them over the water to Southwark, and so over the fields to Lambeth, and there drank, it being a most glorious and warm day, even to amazement for this time of the year. Thence to my lord's, where we found my lady gone with some company to see Hampton Court, so we three went to Blackfriars, the first time I ever was there since plays begun, and there, after great patience and little expectation from so poor beginning, I saw three acts of The Maid in the Mill, acted to my great content. But it being late, I left the play and them, and by water through bridge home, and so to Mr. Turner's house, where the Comptroller, Sir William Batten, and Mr. Davis and their ladies, and here we had a most neat little but costly and genteel supper, and after that a great deal of impertinent mirth by Mr. Davis, and some catches, and so broke up, and going away, Mr. Davis' eldest son took up my old lady Slingsby in his arms, and carried her to the coach, and is said to be able to carry three of the biggest men that were in the company, which I wonder at, so home and to bed. 30th, fast day. The first time that this day hath been yet observed, and Mr. Mills made a most excellent sermon upon, Lord, forgive us our former iniquities, speaking excellently of the justice of God in punishing men for the sins of their ancestors. Home, and John Goods comes, and after dinner, I did pay him thirty pounds for my lady, and after that Sir W. Penn and I into Moorfields, and had a brave talk, it being a most pleasant day, and besides much discourse, did please ourselves to see young Davis and Witten, two of our clerks, going by us in the field, who we observed to take much pleasure together, and I did most often see them at play together. Back to the old James in Bishopsgate Street, where Sir W. Batten and Sir William Ryder met him about business of the Trinity House. So I went home, and there understand that my mother is come home well from Brampton, and had a letter from my brother John, a very ingenious one, and he therein begs to have leave to come to town at the coronation. Then to my Lady Batten's, where my wife and she are lately come back again from being abroad, and seeing of Cromwell, Ireton, and Bradshaw, hanged and buried at Tyburn. Then I home. 31st. This morning with Mr. Coventry at Whitehall, about getting a ship to carry my lord's deals to Lynn, and we have chosen the gift. Thence at noon to my lord's, where my lady not well. So I eat a mouthful of dinner there, and thence to the theatre, 
and there sat in the pit among the company of fine ladies, etc., and the house was exceeding full, to see Argalus and Parthenia, the first time that it hath been acted, and indeed it is good, though wrong by my over-great expectations, as all things else are. Thence to my father's to see my mother, who is pretty well after her journey from Brampton. She tells me my aunt is pretty well, yet cannot live long. My uncle pretty well too, and she believes would marry again were my aunt dead, which God forbid. So home. End of January